Newspapers as toxic assets, kinda. Car loans as subprimes, kinda. And why the U.S. isn't on the metric system, kinda. From American public media, this is definitely Marketplace. In Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdal. It is Tuesday, the 5th of August. Good, as always, to have you with us, everybody. You know what I love? I love when we do a story one day, and then that story kind of flows seamlessly into a story the next day. That is what I love. Geeky, I know, but it is what it is. We told you yesterday about bad banks and how one Portuguese bank is going to take all of its toxic assets, its bad loans, and spin them off into a different company. Comes now Gannett, the big media company. It said today it's going to spin off its publishing division. That would be the newspaper USA Today, a whole bunch of local papers and some other stuff from its digital and broadcast operations. Bad bank might be too harsh a comparison here. Newspapers aren't quite toxic. But today's news is just the latest example of companies trying to figure out what to do with the newspaper business. Marketplace's Sabri Beneshore gets us going. You could say that Gannett is spinning off its newspaper publishing side, or you could say it's ditching it. Well, they're doing it for the simple reason that newspapers are in a downward spiral that's irreversible. Porter Bibb is with MediaTek Capital Partners. The idea is that newspapers drag down earnings, stock prices, even investment from the broadcast digital side of the company. And this is actually connected to why the broadcast digital side of Gannett bought Cars.com, of all things. Automotive advertising was the hand that fed newspapers for a long time. Now it's feeding Cars.com. Mike Hudson is with eMarketer. Print media has lost billions in ad revenue during the past decade from auto dealerships who have shifted spending from print classifieds over to digital. So the broadcast digital side of Gannett followed the money and is leaving publishing and newspapers behind. This is a popular strategy. Time Warner spun out Time Inc., News Corp. split off from 21st Century Fox. All these publishing companies are still negative on revenue year over year. Ken Doctor is a media analyst for Newsonomics. These spinoffs are free. They're also vulnerable. The companies are left as standalone companies. That means they operate now without a safety net. The broadcast companies appear to be doing better financially in terms of earnings or stock prices after spinning off, but a good financial move isn't always a good strategic move. And broadcasters have their own battles to fight. Think about cable TV. So while the spinoff is a popular strategy, it's a new and unproven one, too. In New York, I'm Sabri Beneshaw for Marketplace. One other media item of note before we move on. Rupert Murdoch gave up the ghost on his takeover bid from Time Warner this afternoon. Here is the quote from Mr. Murdoch himself. Time Warner Management and its board refused to engage with us to explore an offer which was highly compelling. Again, those are Murdoch's words, not mine. Anyway, he's going to take his $80 billion and go home. Today was Africa Summit Day in Washington, D.C. As you know, the Obama administration is trying to strengthen American corporate interest in that continent. So far, U.S. companies have pledged $14 billion in new business investment, in addition to promises from Washington and the World Bank as well. So what are they going to spend it on? Electricity, for one thing. Kate Davidson reports. Power is a major push right now. After all, six of the ten fastest-growing economies are in Africa. But Ben Leo with the Center for Global Development says 600 million people there lack electricity. That's a headwind for economic growth. That's why 
every single African leader has affordable electricity at the top of their political and economic agenda. That's also why the private equity firm Blackstone just announced it's teamed up with Africa's richest man to invest $5 billion in energy infrastructure. The Carlyle Group is also getting involved. But consultant Allison Ruby says other business obstacles remain. Say you wanted to open a KFC. It doesn't take a genius to know they want to do business in Nigeria or in Lagos. A huge city with millions of people. The problem is finding good business data. The question is on what block, on what corner. And how do you decide that based on uh, traffic patterns, uh, available disposable income, those kind of metrics? Still, Whitney Schneidman with Covington and Burling says U.S. businesses have already invested about $31 billion in Africa. And trade goes both ways. You can walk into a range of clothing stores in the U.S. Lands and 